Sometimes you're just floating through an oil ocean and wondering to yourself, what would have happened if I had beaten Tim to Best Buy to get those sweet new headsets that are now out of stock? F you, Tim. Then you start wondering if there's a Best Buy where you can get the newest and most glorious crop of beets from your section of the planet. But then you wonder how a desert biome could possibly grow beets. And then, ah, your brain just explodes. Ah! Too much thought, two mutant dilemmas, and not enough he shirt, she shirt shirts to tide you over until you complete that load of laundry. That's right, folks. The geniuses behind HeShirtSheShirt.com are always hard at work crafting whatever custom shirt you might want to don on your day-to-day -day routine. The newest one flying off the shelves is the Everything in Apex should have a 5 HP. V-neck, which doubles as a statement for gaming and a statement for however much or little chest hair you have. How can you go wrong with a bargain like that? But it gets even better. If you use the code JSGCAST, you'll get 10% off your order, guaranteed. You would say, or your money back. But that's bullcrap, because why would you ever want to return a he-shirt-she-shirt shirt? So, just walk over to he-shirt-she-shirt.com, input that JSGCAST code, and then wait for your local delivery service to hand over the goods. And now, please excuse us while we go clean ourselves up after the effervescent ad, and then enjoy this episode of Just Some Guardians. Bump bump bum. That was a that was a girthy ad read, man. You plowed through that. First, for the record, everybody, like when Russell does these ad reads, he is he has not read them beforehand. Like no. that was beautiful. You had to go over some some type some typos, some uh, absolute wrong names in there, and you just destroyed that, man. Nice. Thank you. It, it's uh I'd like to say it's a gift. It may be a curse. Yeah, but in this scenario where we need it, it's a gift. And that's all that matters. If it's a curse the rest of your life, who cares? It helps us here. <laughs> right. Well, because, you know, we don't plan for this. No, we don't at all. Zero show notes. And we just go for this. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 109 of Just Some Gardens. Oh, shit. We got to do a game show soon. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> I do this every time we get to the ninth episode. Shit. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome. Welcome. I'm Elmer Fudd, your host for the evening. And joining me, it's just the two of us, a classical show for you. It's the Effervescent Russell. <laughs> How are you doing, my brother, the venerable Elmer Fudd? Dude, I am fantastic. It's been, it's October. And the, the the leaves are changing and falling. Uh, it's it's my favorite month of the year to deliver mail because it's still not okay. Christmas heavy. The weather's cooling off. I have on my walking route, like most of the streets are just super long and no curves. And I'm walking towards the foothills. So it's just like giant trees with leaves changing and just the mountains in the background. It's just like, Oh God, dude, and I get paid to just walk through it all day. I'm in, it's a wonderful time, dude. That's a, that sounds really nice. Yeah. Oh, I love it, dude. I, everyone, it, <laughs> so many people on my route were like, you are ridiculously happy right now. I'm like, I told you I would be, I've been telling people all year during, during summer, you know, everyone likes to lean out their door for a second and go, man, it's, pretty hot out here, huh? You must be miserable. <laughs> well, bye. And then they go back inside. 
So it's it's my time of year to shine. That's when you tell him to go shh yep. themselves. Uh, underneath uh, there my breath. Have, Lindsay is currently awake, so yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I got you, I got you, I got you. Well, man, Russ, what's new with you, brother? Oh, you got you got some pretty cool stuff that happened literally right before we went live. Yeah, literally <laughs> the the reason <laughs> that we're going live so late, um, and why I do not have my headphones on. Um yeah, I, I got a new desk today. Uh, Lindsay's boss was getting rid of a desk. Apparently he's had this extra desk for a long time. And uh, somebody was trying to sell it for him. And I guess that was the only thing they weren't able to sell. And um, I've been just using a table. Oh, yeah. Um, for the last little while. Which is great, but it's definitely not built to be a desk. So it's not like, it's not very accommodating for like an office chair or anything like that. And um, so oh, we went we went, and we were like, oh, you know, well, mostly me. I think Lindsay probably had a better idea i was like you know it, it was she finally got the key to the storage unit to go grab it today and i was like hey let's go grab it like i was super excited about the desk yes, today's the day i really really should have thought things through a little bit more um because the top of this desk is super heavy because it's like an industrial office desk like it's you know metal and wood like it's very sturdy Oh yeah, and absolutely. Space. It's a great desk, but it's a beast. <laughs> um, so we went at six thirty, and we didn't. I didn't get done setting it up until eleven thirty. Man, dude, there are a lot of pieces. Yeah, it's just heavy and a lot of screws to hold everything together. And then I had to play Tetris because then, of course, my tower didn't fit under like the overhanging. <laughs> shelves <laughs> so that kind of sucked um but you know and and we had to move like i have these um like we had part of like her parents old entertainment center because i was using it as shelving because i have too many books um that's not a thing but they were on either side of this table but the desk is much wider than the table so we had to shift the 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 these these bookshelf type things sideways and they're heavy and I didn't want to unload everything because they're full of crap. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I was like, there's no way I'm taking everything off of these and then putting everything back in. Reorganize like, well, just... it. Oh yeah. So it was it was probably not a great idea. But you know what? <clears throat> we got it done. And that's that's all that matters. And you and look good, I... dude. <laughs> I'm sure I got a little plumber's crack. I've got some drawers down here. I've got some space up here to put stuff. It's just, it's all around better. Were all you around. wearing your JSG shirt when you did the whole desk thing? Yes. I did not put this on just for the show. <clears throat> Would you um, say your he shirt, she shirt shirt helped you within this endeavor? It did. It did. Although I was laying on the ground in the concrete and the dust, uh, so I probably should have worn something besides white. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You got the white one. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bad call. Yep. Cream on my chest. <laughs> Kevin Conroy. How are you doing? So, so we talked about how you're doing. Is there anything new with you? Uh, yeah, actually, this um, 
This last weekend, I went on an adventure, Russ. Yes. And it was, it was something I, uh, I, I've talked about on the show before, but it's, it's probably been like two years. But I used to be really into Airsoft. And by, and by into Airsoft, I mean basically like the modern military equivalent of LARPing. You know, you, you go to these huge events with like hundreds of people, you get all decked up in your uniform and the gear and everything. And the guns look as real as you can. And there's, you know, rocket launchers and grenades and all sorts of rules and, and objectives going on. Awesome. But it's something I kind of fell out of. Right. And so this last weekend, um, was this event called broken home and it was their 10th one. And the very first one they did was my first huge event I went to. And they announced a couple months ago that this is going to be the last one they do of this series. And I was like, I was like, well, like when I stopped playing, I just kind of like went to a local field for a Saturday and went, yeah, I think I'm done. And never gave myself a really good final hoorah, you know? Right. <clears throat> it's like, well, if this is their final event, like it's, sh I should like, that's a great way to have a farewell to the sport that I played for like, 15, 20 years, however long we, what, what did we start playing it? Like 2004 or something shit. Oh, it was <clears throat> years ago. Oh yeah. Oh, a long ass time. But, um, but yeah, so I got, uh, one of my we friends came with 2006. Cause I think we were software <clears throat> sophomores. <clears throat> I think we were sophomores when we first started playing. Okay. Cause I think we started, was it, was it that 50 mile hike was when we started kind of getting into it. Yeah, I, no, we'd already been into it by then because that was me. I think me and Lisa were already dating when we did the llama hike. No, you guys weren't dating then. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, so maybe it was. Yeah, maybe it was that about that time. Anyway, the, the 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 bike ride, the bike trip is when you guys were dating. You guys had started dating shortly before then, or that the year before, or something. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. I think, I think it was just. I think it was like right the year before because it was. Let's see. That would have been 2005? 2004, 2005, somewhere in there, yeah. Yeah, I think I think the, the llama trip was 2005. I think you're right, yeah. So, um, but yeah, anyway, so I had this big group of people that were going to go with me that we all went to the very first event together, um, and they were all gung-ho and excited. Um, they're like, hey, like if we're going to go, like I want us to run as a group. Um, so they elected me to sign up as a squad leader. So I would lead everyone through. I was like, sweet, let's do this. I registered as a squad leader and then everyone ghosted me. <laughs> I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> so, uh, my good friend Tanner, who anyone who's been around the, you know, my discord JSG, you've seen him around. You've probably played Red Dead with him. Um, so he, he jumped on the bandwagon, came along with me. So we drove from Denver out to, uh, why? Winodote, Windante, I don't know how to pronounce it, over in Oklahoma. And uh and yeah, so we drove overnight the whole 12 hour drive. You what? It was only 12 hours? Yeah, it was yeah, it was only like 12 hours. It wasn't too bad. You should have told me you were in Oklahoma. I probably would have come to see you or something. Oklahoma's not that far. Four, it was hours. like the what is that, the northeast corner of Oklahoma, I think, is where we were. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, it probably would have been five. Because we basically went like straight out of Denver from one side of Kansas, literally the other side, straight Whoa. down, straight down. That's why I did it at night. So I like 
There's nothing to look at anyway. Might as well just be dark, right? Fuck it. Um, oh, yes, yeah, so we went straight down, and it was like maybe half an hour once you got over the border before yeah. we were there. So it was like barely in the state, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, like, so we were driving to it, and I'm like, I haven't seen a welcome to Oklahoma sign. We're like 40 minutes away from where we're supposed to be. And like, as I said it, we saw the sign. We're like, oh, hey, here we are. But yeah, the drive was, you know, I was, we were going to do a half and half and, uh, you know, Tanner waited a long time before he took a nap. And I was like, I don't feel safe waking you up after an hour to take over. So I just put on my big boy britches and plowed through. And I was, you know, the drive really wasn't that bad. I actually, it was kind of nice. I just put on some music and just kind of like lost myself to the road. You know, I pulled off to the side of the road to take a piss and there was no lights anywhere, no cars, no cities for miles and miles and miles. So there's just, I mean, all the stars you could imagine were in the sky. So I almost fell backwards, like looking up, like, Oh my God, look at the stars. Like while I'm peeing, you know, it's gorgeous <laughs> until you hear a rustle in the bushes. And yeah. Then like, yeah. I'm out of Is that a rattle? Oh shit. Yeah. But yeah, so we get there and so they put us, um, cause as I signed up as a squad leader, there was, wasn't a way to change that. So they threw like 20 random people at me and I was like, fuck anxiety ridden mess that I am. I was like, sure. I don't want to meet people. I don't in person. I don't think so. Like I haven't played in two years. Like I don't, there's so many new th- grenades and rules and shit. Like, I don't know what's going on. Right. So luckily we show up day of. And everyone else just kind of ran and did their own thing. And we had three people that were a group that actually showed up to be in the squad. And they were just badass. Uh, the two of them were, uh, were they firefighter? They were like EMT paramedics or something, something crazy shit. Oh, really? They were at yeah. like seven <laughs> feet tall, pure muscle, just badass dude. But they just, like they quoted all the same shit. I quote, like we had the exact same humor and understood all the same references. They just were, you know, way more attractive, taller and in better shape than me. <laughs> but, and then, uh, one of their wives was with, and she was super badass. And we just like immediately, it was a sense of like, Hey, we don't care. Like it doesn't need to be all strict. Like they want everything to be like, we'll just go out there and have a good time. And I was like, this is the perfect scenario for my anxiety right. right now. And yeah, we just went out and just ran around and shot shit and held the line and barrel rolled over berms and like smokes flying in the air as buggies with miniguns on the top are zooming around, blasting people everywhere. <laughs> Grenades are blowing up all around me. I'm like, this is amazing. I forgot how this felt. They have this, uh, this new round, it's called a tag and round. And they have one that ex- it hits the ground and BBs blast everywhere. Or they have like a chalk round where it'll hit and just like, you know, a cloud of chalk dust goes out. So you can sure. like, if you're shooting a vehicle, they know they got hit. Right. Right. So I'm watching We're we're pushing up through these trees and we're literally like, I mean, just army crawling up tree to tree, slowly working the lineup and his enemies are just flying through the trees around us. They're holding this bus that fell over and they're like, it's, it's just absolute mayhem. We're like rolling around and medicking people, you know, and bringing people back into the fight and everything. But so this, you hear the, you just see this cloud of smoke going. And I look to the left and there's a truck in the road with a minigun on it. And this guy peeking out the back and this chalk round goes, poof, right in the guy's face. 
Uh, luckily, he had a whole helmet on with the goggles and a face mask and everything. But so his whole body just disappears in a cloud of pink. <laughs> just disappears. And it comes out and he's just sitting, just standing there. And like half his body is just dyed pink. <laughs> he goes, he just goes, <laughs> and like a cloud comes out of his mouth. <laughs> and, and he looks straight at me and goes, well... Guess I'm dead. <laughs> and turns around and walks off. <laughs> oh, dude, it was yeah, it was such a time. It was such a good time, man. We yeah. didn't get to see a lot of the field because just how the, how the battles went and everything. But it was just intense running up and down a line of people, you know, handing out mags and ammo and you know, medicing people in and rolling over to shoot at this guy and rolling over to shoot at that guy. And it was just a shit ton of fun until I woke up the next day. <laughs> and then you're like, why did I do this to my <laughs> One, a lot happens to a body over the years. Uh-huh. Two, I used to go to the local field every weekend. Mm-hmm. And so my body was, those, those muscles were used to sprinting and rolling and diving and crawling and all that stuff. And I haven't, I've, you know, I walk for a living. So, you know, I didn't, I would never got out of breath, but I haven't used any of those muscles in two years. So yeah, I woke up that next day and I couldn't move at all for probably about 45 minutes. I just laid there and like blinking hurt, reaching for my phone. I was like, Oh oh, oh, no, God, please. Why? It was bad. (laughs) Yeah. I think I'm going to have one of those days tomorrow. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then because I drove the whole way out there, I made Tanner drive the whole way back. And I just, I threw a sleeping bag in the backseat of my truck and I was like, good luck. And I just passed out the whole way home. So you just slept, I mean, cause there's not a cover on the back of your truck. Mm -mm. No, in the backseat of my truck. The backseat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seat. I thought you threw it in the back of your truck. I would. If we didn't have a whole bunch of stuff back there, I absolutely would. That'd be awesome. I feel like it would be like you get bounced around a lot. It's a pretty smooth ride, man. You you need to go on a road trip in my truck. It's a smooth ride, man. Yeah, we I mean we had a pretty short I mean it is. I guess uh, yeah, you're right. It is pretty smooth. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it would be better if you had like one of those bed covers. Oh, no, absolutely. If I had one of those, I'd probably have slept back there the whole time. But yeah, yeah, so it was nice. Just one getaway for the weekend. You know, we had, you know, we camped out there. So I got to do my camping. I got to hang out with Tanner, which I haven't been able to do in a long time. Uh, They had a couple food trucks that were delicious. Just that camaraderie ship of like meeting new people and like hanging out. Like we all went out to eat afterwards um, at this Mexican rest. Oh, oh, pooping story, Russ. Oh boy. Okay. OG. OG. Yeah, 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 yeah. This has been a hot minute. So we're at this Mexican restaurant, right? At this tiny town in the middle of Oklahoma. Yep. First of all, it was really good. It was so good. Yeah. But so I have to go to use the bathroom, right? Sure. And so I go knock on the door. Yeah. I go knock on the door. Don't hear anything. I try to wiggle this handle. Nothing but the lights on. I'm like, all right, you know, someone's in there. I wait a while, wait a while, knock on the door again. Nothing. And I go sit down and one of the new guys, you know, we'd met was like, he's like, that's so weird that no one said anything. So he went and asked an employee who went over and unlocked the door and there was no one in there. 
And I was like, okay, okay. So I go in there. Everything is coated in piss. Just everything. But I have to go. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> I spent about 10 minutes and probably a whole roll of toilet paper just wiping everything till I felt comfortable. And I'm like over the the like the the soap dispenser, like you know, getting more on toilet paper and scrubbing around. Shit was super clean by the time I got to it. But so I do all that while I'm trying not to shit my pants. Yeah. My body hurts, right? Head to toe. I'm in a ton of pain. So there's there's my hand here is is the end of the toilet. My other hand is the wall. What do you mean by the end of the toilet? Like the like, back end? No, no. Like the front end of the toilet. Uh-huh. And this is the wall. There was maybe half a foot in between the toilet and the wall. <laughs> so I wonder I, everything was covered in pee. Why don't you stand I, up and pee like that? I, well, at peeing, you'd have room to saddle it. I had to side saddle shit. <laughs> you had to side saddle this toilet. <laughs> and uh, my body did not want to side saddle because everything hurts so bad. Well, and it yeah, was it's, it's hard to side saddle a toilet, especially a restaurant toilet that has like the opening in the front. Yes. I like, dude, I, my hands were moving stuff at angles that I, it's just no. Just to not you touch. To like, you'd have to like lean up against the wall on one side, you know, because it, it dips. It has oh, yeah. the valley. Which is great when you're trying to get your butt cheeks spread out so you can get a good crap on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when you're having a side saddle, I can imagine that would not be great. Yeah, it was either side saddle or put my legs in the stirrups and hope for a pap schmear, you know? Like there's just there wasn't a lot of options. <laughs> Yeah, so that was that was a good time. But yeah, man, that's do with me. Like I had a great weekend, man. I mean, it sounds great. And then I heard there was uh, I saw some pictures of like a little surprise that your wife got for you when you came home. Oh yeah, yeah. So in the the corner of my office here was just a big empty space and I have a lot of collectibles and shit that just was taking up space everywhere. Um and so she actually built shelves going up in this little closet space to store everything and it turned out amazing and everything's just sitting there and I can store stuff there. Yeah. She did an amazing job. It looks so good. You guys honestly did a great job on the basement itself. Yeah. Because I'm really proud of how it turned out. Concrete floor, Mm -hmm. bare bones basement. Oh yeah. As bare bones as you can get. Did an amazing job. Thanks man. Welcome. Stop. Well, should we finally uh, get into our topic? No, I think we should call the show there. I'm tired. Okay. Thank you all for joining us for episode one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Russ got a new desk and I had to side saddle a toilet. Thank you for listening to episode 109. (laughs) Which means next week is a game show episode. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'll get it figured out. All right. You ready for this, brother? I guess. It's, it's been a while, listeners, since we've been able to sit down, just me and Russ. 
We've had some weeks we missed out. We've had a lot of guests recently. Uh, just me and Russell sitting down and doing a nostalgia episode, which has been a hot minute. And I'm very excited. It's a, it's a topic I'm surprised we haven't covered yet. I think we've covered everything around it. But if you're not in the live stream, you, well, I guess even if you're listening to us, you probably see the title of the podcast and you know, but we're going to be talking about the original Xbox, the OG Xbox, the actual Xbox one. Yeah. <clears throat> that came out when I was in high school. Um, yeah. Were you going to say something there? I hiccuped. Oh, okay. I couldn't tell if it was a hiccup or a... Well, I was looking for the year. Yeah, it came out in 2001. November 15th, 2001. And when did the 360 come out? So I know what, what area we're covering here. Maybe maybe I went directly to the 360. So it was basically well, 2001 to 2005. Looks like was Xbox, the OG Xbox era. I, I think I may have gotten an Xbox a little bit later mm-hmm. down the line. Because <clears throat> I had the PS2 during that time, and then I think I jumped to the 360, but I think I had had like an old... Somewhere along the line, I had gotten a, an Xbox, I think mostly for Halo or something. Yeah. That sounds about right, because that was the, the OG Halo first came out on that. Yeah. But yeah, this was a huge, this was a huge jump up, right? I've talked before that I had a Sega Genesis. I went over to a friend's house with a Nintendo 64 and I was like, nothing will ever look better than this does. And then I went to a friend's house a couple years later. He had the, he had the OG Xbox and I went, holy shit, it gets better. Nothing will ever get better than this. (laughs) Right. I, I mean, like you and the way you remember it is so different from what it actually looked like. Oh yeah. But man, there were some major upgrades in those polygons. Oh yeah, dude. Absolutely. I'm trying to find the first, the first game I saw on the original Xbox. What it was a fighting game that it was, uh, it was a fighting game that had, it was like one of the first games that had like boob physics. Remember when that was a big thing for a while? Oh, uh, I, that would have to be Dead or Alive, I think. I think I think it's Dead or Alive, yeah, yeah. And I, that was the first game I ever saw on the original Xbox, and I was like, really? at, you know, as as a sprouting young male, I was like, what is this? This is possible. The future's now. Yes, uh, they Dead or Alive has always done very good on their boob physics. I think their beach volleyball, like I used to love when that commercial would come on. Like, that oh was yeah, my, that was my. You <clears throat> <again>. know, <laughs> sometimes you thought those socks were just going to walk away. I get it. I get yeah. it. I get it. Nope. Well, so when when we say let's just start from the top here. When you when you say original Xbox, what's the first game that pops in your head? Halo. Yeah. Halo is the first game that I think of. I mean, the it was just so big at the time. Oh, there's but, nothing. I mean, it's one of those franchises. I mean, we have another one coming out next month. Like, yeah, it's is it really next month? Yeah. or maybe in two months. I think it's next month. I mean, yeah, it it, probably it, 
it's one of those series that has continued on from was to, I think this came out and when did Halo one come out where the Halo combat evolved? I will look that up. You keep going. Oh, I mean, I remember the, I think the first time I played it, it was actually cause I, I didn't have an Xbox at the time. The first time I'd actually played it, I was at, we, my family had gone down to my uncle in Dothan, Alabama, which is nowhere-seville. Um, and there was like a big like family reunion type thing. We were there for a few days. We were sleeping on the couch. He had like a big screen TV and an Xbox. And because there were a bunch of kids like my age, I mean, we sat around and played Halo like all day, every day. And it was, I was terrible at it, first of all. <clears throat> and then secondly, I, I mean, it was just, it was so much fun. And I remember even, you know, I had gotten older. I was off, uh, you know, this was eight, I was 18, 19. I had already, you know, I I was living with my dad at the time. I'd moved out of my mom's house. But I had some friends of mine and we had, somebody had like the, a, a, like an OG Xbox Still, because at this point, the 360 had already come out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and we just, we would sit and we would play Halo for hours. And, and Easily. It's, it's still a good game. The multiplayer's, multiplayer still holds up. Now, oh, absolutely. Recently, I have gone back to it through, like, the, the combat evolved and everything. Like, the, the bundle, the Halo bundle. And I will, the Master Chief Collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that it is very hard to go from some of the more recent games back to the original Halo. <laughs> it is, you just feel very sluggish. Like he, like I remember him jumping a lot higher than he actually did. And moving and faster. Like, yeah. And moving faster. You know, and those are things that they did in the later games for sure. But yeah, it was like I don't remember it being like this. Yeah, oh dude, classic Halo. Well, for me, the fir- the the game that pops up immediately in my brain when someone mentions the OG Xbox is Fable. Oh. Yeah. That's why I got the Xbox. I yeah, I that's, think that's right. Fade I had gotten for the the because uh, I had the the old one, and then I had gotten the they had like the expansion that came out for the 360, the legendary or the the platinum edition was what it was. Yeah. Oh yeah. But dude, yeah, that game when it when that first launched, uh, I mean, <laughs> luckily, you know, it, it's funny looking back at some of these games now when you're kind of like with how fast information gets to you you know, and how you can research a game so much is like when I played it, I was like, this is just perfect. I love everything about this. And then you go back and look and people are all like comparing it to no man's sky when it launched and how so much of the stuff that was promised wasn't in it, but I had no oh, idea yeah. any of that stuff existed. You know, when no. I got the game, like I didn't, I didn't know there was, you know, gaming articles and shit to read. Like I picked well, it up and the world was amazing. It was voice acted. The combat was fun. When you got new gear, it showed up on your character, which didn't happen a whole lot previously before that. Like that was one of the first like open world 
dot dot dots RPGs I, I'd ever yeah. played, and it w- it, it blew was, my mind. For a 3D game at the time, it was very large, and you did you could choose wherever you wanted to go. I mean, the paths were relatively linear. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but you could go anywhere. Like you had multiple paths that you could choose from. You could go into an area that you were totally unprepared for. Oh yeah. Oh, all the time. And, and I loved too. one of the cool mechanics is like, as you increase your strength, like your character gets bigger and stronger, like they look stronger Mm -hmm. as you increase your magic. Like you're, you're, you you get to get like glowing blue tattoos that show up on your body. You can actually get fat and skinny and, (laughs) As you were good, you would get a halo, and you were like, "Oh, that's right!" Out of butterflies, yeah, 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 and everyone would be like, "Yay!" Yeah, if you were evil, you went bald and grew horns. I don't know why bald was associated with evil, but you would get really pale. Your eyes would glow red. You know, you would look evil, and it was. I I, I honestly, Fable is still one of my favorite franchises. Oh, absolutely. Two and three, two and three were not. I was definitely disappointed in two and three, particularly three, two, two was still good. Three. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed it for what it was. It, it, yes. Yeah. I, I did. I did too. I, the first one is still my favorite though, especially the lost chapters, mm-hmm. which came out a little bit later um, because you had that whole arc. So you had Jack of blades and, then the first one kind of ends with you confronting him. You get, you can choose to keep the sword of aeons or you can kill your sister. And oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 So you can keep the sword of aeons and kill your sister, or you can throw the sword of aeons back into the portal. Right. Um, which was a really, really cool ending. And like, if you kept the sword of aeons, man, was it awesome. Like, to keep that sword in the end game and then go and continue on was just, it was baller. <laughs> you just tore people <laughs> up and you were one-shotting people. Like I remember going to a village and just like killing everybody in the village. Oh yeah. And, like, and you could. Well, yeah. and it was the first, like it was really one of the first games that had random side stuff. Like mm-hmm. nowadays it's very like run of the mill normal. You know, if you're playing a game and going to a village, like people are doing their own thing. You can overhear conversations, you know, somewhat, some event will happen, but that really wasn't a thing until fable. And you could like, you know, catch some guy cheating on his wife and then go tell her. And then she'd go throw him off a cliff, you know, like yeah, that you just, that had never happened before fable. It was just such, help. the world was so alive around you and your hilariously massive sized feet. Well, a lot of J- that's true. Yeah, a lot of JRPGs they they did that. I mean, there were things like Final Fantasy had a lot of side stuff and things like that. Yeah, but, but it was mostly like it was it had that stuff, but it was it was all side scrolly. You know, like this was an actual yeah. you know the 3D rendered 3D. world you're running around in, and like just stuff's happening with actual animations around you. It was crazy, right? And and the style was great too. Like mm-hmm. as far as like. And even like, and again, like the lost chapters going to this other city that's across the way and, and then confronting Jack of Blades again. And this story was very intriguing. Like there are a lot, like I was watching something and they were like bagging on it. And I was like, what do you mean? Like this was the day. I mean, 
compared to a lot of stuff now. I mean, like Red Dead 2, like it doesn't even compare. But at the time, the story was so gutting to me. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, it, it starts out with your entire village getting slaughtered. And then you are like your sister is killed and you're brought in to be a hero. And then you find out that your sister's still alive, but she was blinded by Jack of Blades and she's been living as a bandit and is now like some kind of prophetess. And then you find out, oh crap, your mother's still alive. And she actually was this bad A hero who killed a bunch of Balverines, which are basically werewolves. And then, um, and uh, what was her name? Briar Rose? No, that was somebody no, else. No, that was someone else. But all those things she, you're talking about would right. just like, it didn't lead up to it. It was like, you'd be playing and all of a sudden it was like, wham, story point. You're like, what just happened? Yeah. And then uh, Scarlet was her name because she wore the red hood. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then, and then Maze, who is your teacher, ends up betraying you in favor of Jack of Blades and Jack of Blades was a cool villain to me. I just, oh, yeah. I loved Dude, it. That, it- that end boss fight, which also it's one. Of, so a lot of people talk about how like in Mass Effect 1, right? Where depending on your choices can change the outcome of the end boss fight. You know, you can make, sure. you can make, you know, a lot of different things happen at the end there. I just drew a blank. But depending on how you acted through the game, like that boss fight could be easier or harder also. If I remember correctly. Well- I, I I think it was it was typically based on like how far you had leveled up. I don't think it changed much about the boss fight. I don't. I, I remember, remember there was something about because you it was like you'd fight him and then you go down a corridor and it was like if you were super good you had different stuff, different corridors, and it was like less for one of the I can't remember which one it was, but I remember Maybe. I do remember that. I, I do remember if you were it was good a cool fight. Based on certain people that you saved, not in the final fight, but in the fight leading up to it, because you have to that's chase what it was. Him. Yes. You have to chase him all around the world. That's right. That's right. Based on people that you had killed or saved, they would either help you or you would be alone in this fight as your fight. I mean, and there would be just tons of these high level enemies that you would have to plow through to get to the like the capstone or the next story point and it was it could be very brutal if you didn't have people that had decided to, that they liked you was it fable one or two where you could own land like own businesses uh, fable one you could buy houses fable two i don't think you could i'm I trying to, I'm, you, you could remember you could own houses and in fable two you could rent them out Okay, so it was Fable 2, I'm thinking of, never mind. Because there was the, uh, yeah, it was Fable 2, because that was on the 360. Yeah, yeah. Where we would, uh, and I think we talked about this before, where you'd change the time on your Xbox to like yeah. 10 years in the future, and then you'd just be fucking rich. Yeah. Yeah, I did, I did that cheap. Oh, yeah, time. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I wish we were talking about, because Fable 2 is probably my favorite of the franchise. Fable I really love... I really love Fable 1. But Fable 2, like they had feel like they had gotten the mechanics down and it was I think it was good. I didn't like the villain in Fable 2 though. Yeah. I was not a fan of the villain in Fable 2. He just 
you you never really got to fight him. Like it was like you you go and hit him once and he's dead, and and that was kind of lame. The dog was really cool though. Yeah, the dog like, was cool. I think we could the, easily do a fable episode sometime. We could. We could. Yeah, we probably because that's could. that's a serious. There's not a lot of single player games that me and Russ could just like sit down together and just switch off and, and play through. And fa- the fable series is one of those where we, as often as we played Halo together, like we would just sw- take turns you know, plowing through fable. That's true. Except for the next Xbox game that I want to talk about, Ooh. which was gun. Oh yes. We, oh, we've talked about gun. On, we've talked about this on the show before. Oh, um, gun was a Western. So it's, it was very much in the vein of like red dead redemption. Oh, or red dead redemption it was, yes, it was so ahead of its time. It was, you were legitly a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it was, I mean, you know, it still was restricted as far as graphics went, but the world was pretty open. Oh yeah. And, and you could just kind of range about and do things like it really was in my mind, the predecessor to what Red Dead Redemption became and Red Dead Redemption 2. And I think they kind of, I, I, I'm wondering if the devs ever played gun. Because in the way that the world is so expensive and expensive, and the way they told the story, like it, it's all very similar. Oh yeah. Well, uh, you had the. I think there's a there's a quick draw system. Um, we would slow down time. You had to like drink whiskey to get more. You had to time. drink whiskey to get health. Health. Oh, it was health. I thought there was, was there's a. Health. I don't think they had. They didn't have like a quick draw time as far as i remember i but i think the, the, the gunplay was pretty was pretty decent i actually um, played this now i think maybe a year and a half ago again and it holds up still it really it holds up still the open like, world it, is like for what is this came out in 2005 i think yeah. like how big the world is that you can just go from end to end and stuff happens in the world for you to interact. Like bandits will come out of the hill while you're riding through the desert, like actual real time events will happen while you run around this open world. It was full of stuff. And yeah. Oh, so far ahead of its time, man. There were hunting missions where you would hunt down animals, Mm -hmm. legendary animals. Um, you know, uh, there was, Indian attacks and bandit attacks. I think there was a train robbery at some point. Uh, one of the cool things you could get was there was a preacher who rode around on this uh, armored horse. And like at the end of the game, you could get this horse. And the cool thing about this horse was he had infinite health. So you could oh, just right. ride him around and you could ride him around as fast as you wanted. Because if you, if you tried to keep riding it kind of like in, Re- uh, in redemption, RDR, it'll 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 drain their health if you just keep pushing the horse. So with this one, that you can just keep pushing the horse, keep pushing the horse, and keep going. Uh, there, there's one, there's one part I remember where you had to like raid a fort, and so you like came in. Oh yeah, with a bunch of Native Americans, right? Yes. Yeah, and then you got off, and you're like sneaking up into the fort and like trying to take the fort over, and. Then you have to get in these cannons and like destroy fortifications as they're invading. And um, there was just a lot. And like you could go mining for gold or, or uh, you know, different stuff like that because there were like 
better weapons that you could get and different things that you could get to upgrade your character or, or your horse. Um, yeah, it was just, it was a really good game. And the story is all about revenge because of this guy killed your father and, and then stole a whole bunch of gold. And then he's looking for like El Dorado, which is kind of weird out in the wild West. Oh yeah. And and he's wearing like the conquistador armor and you have to like blow him up. And And he's got sticks of dynamite strapped into everywhere on him in his head too. Because he would like run into you and blow up or something like that. Oh yeah, dude, that was a crazy fight. But you like the game? There was cinematic. Well, not cinema. There was cut like tons of cutscenes, and it was one of the first games that like a cutscene would end and flow you right into the gameplay of what was happening. Like, I mean, like one one of my favorite missions to date in a game. Um, do you remember Jenny? Was the the main blonde girl right? She was the, uh, the I, I do. Re- I remember the love interest. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, She was the saloon lady that had her way yeah, with yeah, a yeah. lot of dudes. Yeah. But so you, you meet her, you will not meet her, but you meet her again. And then like this gang captures her and takes her upstairs. And you're like, immediately yeah. it does this whole cutscene and goes into you shooting up everyone in this bar and running upstairs. You're, cover base shooting and blasting to the shotgun through walls to kill people and, and save her and everything. And like, yeah, the cutscenes were great. The shooting was fantastic. And the fact you brought this game up, actually, I have a question for you, Russ. I was thinking about this the other day, right? Okay. Original Xbox. Uh We had gun, which was a mind blowing Western, right? Xbox 360. We had Red Dead Redemption, which was a mind-blowing Western game that changed gaming. PS4, Xbox One, right? You have Red Dead Redemption 2, which is an incredible Western. We've had every game generation an incredible Western game. So are we going to get a PS5? Are we going to get a next-gen new amazing Western? Do you think? Well, here's the thing. I mean, there, there, there's that kind of Wild West or um, Weird West. Uh, yeah, I'm not that, looking for a kinda. I want, I want to be in legit. I, well, you're I, playing through a Western, you know? RDR2 did so well. Oh, yeah. I, I think it'll be a while. But that game, I mean, Red Dead Redemption was great for them. It I, was. I, you know, they take a while to put out these games. I think it's going to be, you know, probably, you know, another four or five years. No, but that's, that, we're in the, we're gonna, in the gen still. I'm fine. Yeah. I think, I think we're going to get RDR three. I eventually, I just don't know when it'll be. And I'm interested to see the story that they go with because are they continue? Are they going to continue to go back in time? I hope so. I, I, I do too. I would love to see the Wild West. I'm kind of hoping. Imagine you play like you're playing. The main character is Dutch, like young Dutch. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Like young Dutch or, you know, it mentions a couple of guys who died. I, yeah. I wonder if you're going to stick with the Dutch Vanderlyn gang and then, you know, you're going to play another guy who ended up dying and then you're going to continue on the rest of the game as Arthur Morgan, kind of like they did. You know, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. John Morgan, and then you were his son. 
can't remember his name at the moment. Um, oh, yeah, and then yeah. You were Arthur, and then after Arthur dies, you play as John Marston. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they're gonna like they're gonna continue with that, and you're gonna play as you know one of these guys that died during whatever happened in Blackwater. Oh yeah, which we're still not fully aware of. We know things went bad. They tried to rob a ferry, and a girl died, and she died bad because Dutch killed her. And that's about as much as we know. I was thinking it might even be fun if we played as like an O'Driscoll. Like maybe uh, O'Driscoll's oh, brother. Oh, O'Driscoll! Well, like, because then we could get and like see a young Dutch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As, as like, how did he end up where he is? Why is he, you know, like this? Where did he come across these ideals and things like that? And then we get killed by Dutch. Yeah. And we're drunk, so we see a double Dutch. <laughs> like anyway. that, that would be pretty cool too. And like because the O'Driscolls and Dutch, they ran together for a long time before oh, yeah. it went real bad. I just so. want, I just want, I just it popped in my head the other day that every generation has had a really good western, and I was like, God, I hope we get one this one because oh, I'm, they're amazing. I'm sure we- Anyway. I'm sure we will. I, I'm sure that we're going to get RDR three or Gun uh, two. I I doubt Gun is ever coming back. I I know, but yeah, who knows? It would be fun. But a, another series that I really want another fucking game from that would ch- like it was such a good genre. The series was so good. Um, and they have, the, you know, it's a big company that everyone's heard of. They have a lot of games under their belt, right? Sure. But, uh, OG Xbox, the Splinter Cell games. I don't know if you ever got into those, but dude, of the first, I, I remember <laughs> back in the day, standing in the aisle of, of Walmart when you'd break your neck playing demos because they had the screen, yes. you know, way yeah. up and you're just like, your head's cranked 90 degrees and. You know, you play a demo too long and you can't look down for three days. Right. The good old days. Yeah. Um, and I remember playing a, a demo for a splint. I think it was chaos theory. And, yeah. and I was like, whoa, like, I, I hadn't really done a stealth mechanic before in a game, you know, and like shooting right. out lights and crawling up to take down someone. And then you actually pick them up and put them on your shoulders and carry them to a corner and throw them down and meticulously work your way through every level. And, and I was like, this is really it's just it's a gameplay it's a game style that just hasn't really been touched it's like the stealth like assassin's creed has even moved away from stealth a lot like you still can but stealth um, as a a specific game type yeah is not really Uh, something that exists anymore stick or there's a there are a few games that do it usually like not a lot of triple a games no but I mean, that's because I think I think people got tired of being one. Like you can only be stealthy. You know what I mean? Even yeah. even the splinter, like the later Splinter Cell games started to move away from being pure. Oh yeah, and, and part of it, I've I've heard the argument that I've heard the argument that part of it is like, you know, people's attention spans are are smaller now in gaming, and like they just want to action, go to the next action, go to the next action, and so to meticulously work your way through a level. Doesn't sell as many copies now, I guess. I, I think I don't. I don't think that's true. I, it doesn't sell as many copies, but I think that's because it's. But even then, they didn't sell as many copies as they could have if there yeah. was also an 
action side to it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for like sure. it, it, it was very. It worked for a certain group of people, and I was um, that group. Man. I loved it. Game, oh yeah, Metal Gear Solid still mm-hmm. does, or still did. I guess there's not going to be any more, but um, I think uh, what is it? Not uh, Death Stranding. Death Stranding was also kind of stealth based instead of being heavily combat, as far as I remember. I think yeah, a little bit, but I think it was that whole. Like you'd look at a room, choose how you want to like crawl on the pipes above or move stuff over or throw something, shoot lights out, you know, and take people down and just work your way through or like a fire would catch on and you're wearing the night vision and actually blind you. You'd have to take, you know, take everything off. And it was a beautiful experience, man. It, it, it was like, I, I played a couple of the games, not, I don't think I owned any. It was, it was always with somebody else or at somebody else's house. And they were fun. Like, I think I played Splinter Cell at your house. Like, I think you're I think right. Yeah. Me and, it. me and Clay were like Splinter Cell all day, every day for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we had played it. I think we were taking turns or something and mm-hmm. we, we played that. All right. My, my next one. Okay. I don't know if you've ever you ever played this one. The the original. I'm actually talking about the remake because the remake came out on the Xbox. The original came out on the N64. Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Oh yes, hell yeah, dude! I'll I'll, I'll game, accept that. That game was so much fun. I mean, like it was terrible. Like I could not play it. Like I made sure, like my mom was not anywhere near when I was I'm playing this. I'm the great and mighty poo. No, I am the great mighty poo, and I'm going, <laughs> to, going take to take you right on you. you. Um, to this day, yeah. I still think about that fucking flower. To this day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so Conker's Bad Fur Day. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was Bugs Bunny with the most adult, raunchy humor imaginable. Um, because you put basically played as Bugs Bunny, except you're a squirrel. A mm-hmm. squirrel. A squirrel. A squirrel. Um, and you... So the premise of the game is Conker has a super hot girlfriend. He then goes and gets drunk. And blacks out. He wakes up the next day and she is gone. And so he's trying to find her. And he ends up on this series of adventures where he has to reunite a the King Bumblebee with his lovely sunflower with big old boobies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then help the queen of that king after he has left to get back to her hive and kill wasps. And then it transitions and you're Van Helsing killing zombies to eventually kill Dracula, who is apparently an ancestor of Conker himself. And then you end up in the matrix. So there are like all these parodies that you keep doing as you progress. Like at first it starts off as like this cartoon and then you end up in like all these different movies doing all these different crazy things. You end up uh, with cavemen. 
you end up finding a giant piece of poo mm-hmm. uh, with corn for teeth. That you I have remember to eating any corn into a singing mouth, and the whole time you're doing this boss fight, he is singing an opera to you. Um, it's just the most balls to the wall crazy game I've ever played, and also the most hilarious. Oh and my it was, god! It was yeah. just a tough one. Then you end up in World War II fighting against like Frankenstein teddy bears. Yeah, and I was going to bring that up because uh, yeah. what was that live and reloaded, right? Yeah, it had an incredible multiplayer to it. Yeah, we had not only did we do I think it was a year we I know we had the Halo tournaments at your house. Did we do the Conquer ones there too? I uh, we've had to have had because I, I remember have was, or I think it was it. Do you remember? Oh, was it what, five, uh, Kragus? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it was maybe at his house, but we had a ton of. I know you'd been to a few. We had a ton of like conquer, reloaded, land tournaments with the fuck the World War Two. Yeah, the World War Two multiplayer. It was third person. You're like chipmunks and squirrels and full battle gear and shooting shit. It was it was actually really good shooter. It actually was really was good. The spy who carried around the sword and could turn invisible and then yes. chopped off. Oh yeah, there was a yeah, there was like a panda. There was a tiger you could play as that had different things, rockets, and also it was and it was bloody and violent, which yeah. was amazing as you're running around these little squirrels that are just ripping each other apart. Yeah, yeah. I think it was my house because I think we played like it was like one of our parties in the basement where we were like, we're tired of Halo. We're tired of Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Let's play Conquer's Bad Fur Day. God, dude. Those were good times, man. Good times. <laughs> they were. They were. All right, you're up. What you got? All right. So, a little game here, right? That set, a, you know, a lot of things came after it. Uh, you know, there's there's a few things before it, right? But this game really changed single-player story-driven games as we know it. A glorious movie came out of it, which is one of my guilty pleasures, one of my favorite movies of all times. Not of all time, actually. It's one of my favorite movies, though. Um, is Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Yeah, that's right. I played it yeah. on PS2. But, yeah, yeah. I, I originally played it on the OG Xbox at my friend's house. And dude, dude the, the, and I also played a lot of it. I'd go to Walmart all the time just to play the demo because I didn't own an Xbox. But um it's such a good game. Do the Sands of Time mechanic, right? Jump on back. The uh, animations were next. It still holds up decently, right? Um, the animations. Remake, yeah, they are. The animations were great. The wall running and jumping and puzzles and stuff were so much fun, man. It, it was such a great game. And the story was wonderful. The characters are memorable. Another one had, you know, pretty cool cutscenes. Um yeah, and then it kicked off a great run of Prince of Persia games. Oh yeah, no, and I I remember playing it, and there is the the puzzle aspects of it were so dang good, mm-hmm. you know, because it's really so. These Prince of Persia games they were by Ubisoft. They yes. are the predecessor to Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. A lot of the mechanics, especially that you see in the last Prince of Persia game, 
were mimicked in Assassin's Creed. They just took it further and then parkour. went in the other direction. Yeah, I mean, it was it was the basis for the parkour system that they developed for Assassin's Creed. To be completely honest, what was it? Uh, uh, it was Prince of Persia, Twin Princes, or something like that. I think you're right. Yeah, it was right before uh, but, Assassin's Creed. But this original game was so good, uh, based off of the original Prince of Persia game. So you have Jafar, right? Mm-hmm. Who's the bad guy? Um, although I think they call him something different. So it this itself, the Prince of Persia, is a remake of the original Prince of Persia, which um, is getting a remake again. Yeah, it's it's a never ending yeah. loop. And I just loved as you're going through because you're basically it reminded me a lot of like Dark Souls because you're in the same place in the same castle true just moving through it and like you'll you'll get up to the top of the castle and then you'll end up down in the dungeons and have to work your way back up because the goal is to get to where the hourglass is that's at the top of the castle in Mm -hmm. like aviary and i just remember having so much fun with this game and as you're going like his his clothes are getting damaged and ripped, so he's just like eventually throwing he's shirt- shit off. Oh yeah, like and you you've acquired different magical swords that make you stronger. That make you, you can like bust through walls and like. And there was always like this, you know, the anime again. Talking with the animations is like, as you got more powerful weapons, you had that like, I don't know, different colored arcs had come off your weapons as you swung them. So yeah. you start doing these crazy combos where you're flailing around swinging. There's just beams of light, you know, going in circles around you at the same time. Um, the, I loved, you know, the actual sands of time mechanic where you could rewind time if you die or whatever, you know, obviously, right. I mean, it had limitations, but the, the fact it let you like, you get new abilities and it lets you kind of play with it. Cause if you really messed up jumping into a group of enemies and died, you could just, you know, reload and go, okay, pretty far. Yeah, or you're doing a jumping puzzle, right? And you'd mess up somewhere before you hit the ground and have to start over. Whoop, just rewind back a jump and go, okay, that didn't work. Let's try again. It was such a fun mechanic. Well, and it was narrated by the one guy. And if you did actually die, he was like, no, that's not how it happened. And he would like, so oh, then yeah, it would start you back over. Yeah. And there was also like to acquire more life. Like one of my favorite parts was walking through that kind of mythical, ethereal, different realm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Read the waters of life, and he'd go, <laughs> and he like, his eyes. I mean... <laughs> and it was just, it was cool, because you, you had to find them, and you had to, like, search out these portals to another world. And, like, the first time that he gets in there, he's like, oh, where am I? Like, the whole time he's, like, talking, and he's kind of, like, telling the story, and it always it had, like, these cool little quips. But I gotta say, F the elevator. Yes! Elevator. Dude, early, early ele- elevator levels to this day are rough. Oh, gosh. It was the worst. Like, I remember having to do that elevator over and over because mm-hmm. it's like, it's the level directly preceding getting to, like, the boss. And you just you're stuck in this tiny space. You have enemies that just keep appearing and keep appearing and keep appearing. You only have the two things that you can heal yourself from. And it's just the worst, unless you're really good at the game. But I loved the combat in it was so fun where you're like jumping over guys and 
hitting them in the back and then backflipping because that was the cool dodge thing where you could like backflip away and then you're like you're scrambling around and you're running along the wall so that you can jump off and stab a guy which then freezes him so you can slash at the other guys you know then you're you're trying to drain him real quick into the sand so that you can replenish and keep moving and it it was was a fluid game it was just it was smooth it was smooth as butter man oh my god uh, want to do one game each? I I don't have. Uh, k- keep going because I'm I'm still looking. I'm 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 out. Okay. Well, well the, for me, for my for my last game here, then just because we're it's no no this will still be a lengthy episode. I just look at the time. We're still good. We just started recording a lot later tonight, and I have to work tomorrow. Um, so so my last. There's so many we want to. I want to talk about the OG Xbox, but you know we're trying to hit all all the big bangers here, right? And for me, another one that is hugely memorable is Grand Theft Auto Vice City. I don't, I don't know if you ever, if you got into the GTA vibes at the time, but, you know, Vice City had that, you know, the, the 80s going on, the Miami Vice thing, you know, theme. And it was my first time playing a Grand Theft Auto game. I remember again, because I didn't own an Xbox. I, I was at my friend's house a lot back in the day. Right. Um. And I'd walked in and they, him and his dad were playing Grand Theft Auto. It was his dad's first time seeing it. And he, and the thing that hooked him was that you could drive down the sidewalk and run over everyone on the sidewalk and just <laughs> keep driving. And uh, he, I, I think if I remember correctly, he was driving, like he was a taxi driver at the time. So he just drove all day for a living. And he's like, can I <laughs> like spend the next half hour just driving on the sidewalk, murdering everyone laughing. And I was like, maybe I should leave. Like this is kind of scary, but you know, I was like, what is this? And it's just, I mean, completely open world, right? Just so free to do whatever you want. There was an awesome story, cutscene, cinematics, memorable characters. Your guy was super cool. You know, the, the clothing you got to wear, the cars you got to drive, the helicopters you got to be, the landscape was great. The map was awesome, but it was the fact that you could just, if you wanted to spend hours making your own fun, getting wanted, getting that star level up, shit ton of stuff's attacking you, try to survive as long as you can, or just going on a cruise down the beach or the back roads or just anything you want to do. It was just a big playground that was, it was so addicting. And as we know, like grand theft auto was another one of those series that stayed around forever. Yeah. GTA five, which has been sold on the last five generations as well, I think. Uh, but you know, whatever, it's not a big deal. Um, the GTA five is coming out again. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How exciting was that? Yay. But dude, yeah. The first, the first time ever sitting down to a Grand Theft Auto experience was so, so life changing. There were so many games at this at this era, that and you know, someday there'll be someone will start a podcast. You know, when we're really old and they'll be talking about you know like the first time I played this game on PS4 or PS3. You know, and it changed me forever. Like, but just there were so many games on the Xbox, you know, because it was such a big leap in technology that just, you'd never experienced it in a game before. And, well, and I, I think it had, it had sold so yes. well. I Gaming, mean, is, it became very mainstream to just own an Xbox. Yeah. This is the beginning of the console wars. And to be honest, it was <clears throat> um, like, it blew the PlayStation out of the water. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Xbox blew the PlayStation out of the water to the point to where me, who had started on the PlayStation, I got an Xbox 360 because there were just so many games that were exclusive to Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. There was no reason to have a PlayStation. Yeah, I went from PS2 to 360 as well. Yeah. But yeah, dude, it was just, I got, dude, I, I had a thought and I lost it, but yeah, it was just such a big jump in, in technology that we just had so many experiences come out, I guess, to summarize my picks, you know, that were just nothing, nothing you'd experience at that point, except watching a movie or being, you know, playing with action figures and letting your mind, you know, go where it wanted to. Like these just opened up these worlds for these experiences. Oh, they're beautiful. Did you find another one for yourself, buddy? I did. I did. Uh, I I think it. I've got a. I I'm not sure because I'm not sure if it was on the 360 or if it was on. I can take a look. I'm I'm looking now. Let's see. Viking battle for Asgard. Viking. And I don't know if I even. Was, I think it was on the 360. Yeah, it, it was Microsoft Windows, Xbox 360, PlayStation 3. Oh um, yeah, it came out in 2008. Yeah. That's okay. I'll talk about Alter Eco, uh, which was a terrible game, uh, but also super fun at the same time. I It is not a very well-known game, but for some reason I saw it. I think I was like... What's it Sam's called? Party. Alter Eco. Alter Eco or Ego? Eco. E-C-H-O. E-C-H-O. Or Alter Echo. Oh, Alter Echo. Okay, video game. Here we go. I've seen, I've seen the cover for this. I don't think I've ever actually played or watched this game. Please tell me. Cause I had the cover for, cause I had this game. Okay. So so that's why I saw it. Yeah. It was. Off awful. Like it was, it was, it was to the point to where it was very frustrating to play. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I remember seeing the cover of this and like reading the back and being so fascinated by it. So the premise is, like, I, I don't even remember very well what the premise is, but you were, I remember there were these, like, you got these different forms that you could transform into. Like, you could turn into, like, a big buff dude with, like, guns that shot out. Or you could turn into, like, a jaguar thing that was, like, all stealthy and, like, would pounce on things and, like, kill them real quick. And then you had like your basic form and uh, you know, it was a linear story. There was a bad guy. I just remember having a ton of fun with it because it was, it was just one of those games that's always stuck with me. Like when I think about the Xbox, like I think, I think a lot, I, like of course, Halo is usually what comes to mind. And then this game, because it was something that I wanted so bad and I played it for a long time. I never, I don't think I ever ended up beating it or finishing it, mm-hmm. but it was a game that I played for a long, long, yeah i'm just looking at some screenshots and it looks awful (laughs) every every level looks the exact same with the same color palette the same tunnel system everything's purple and yellow (laughs) yeah like it was it was it was terrible like it was not (laughs) the graphics weren't great Mm -hmm. um but you got a sword and then you had like a gun and you had like this big mech version. And then you had like this Panther version and being able to transform in between the two. Like I just, I thought it looked so cool and I, I really don't even remember like a lot of 
like what was going on in the story. I remember there was a bad guy, but I don't remember why you're trying to kill him. I think it had something to do <laughs> with that. The fact tells you that, all you need to know. Like, like he he killed somebody obviously who was very important to you. But just look at the cover art. The oh cover yeah, cover art looks cool. It does look cool. And it just it just captured my imagination. Like, and I because of the cover art and because of. The idea of being able to transform into these different. It had a, like when you read it and look at the cover art, you, like it has this venom vibe to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah. I could see where you, where you'd pick it up thinking it was like, you know, you're going to get that kind of venom experience and then, uh, and then not. I mean, it was good enough. Like I enjoyed playing it. Mm-hmm. I I remember it not being like, Looking back on it now, I'm like, why did I play that so much? Like, there were a lot of other better games. But for some reason, I was in love with this game. <coughs> it, uh, so, it tells the, fut- the story of a futuristic world where physics, known as sh- shapers, can use a special substance called plast. Form anything from weapons to buildings. If you couldn't form anything else, really. Uh, the world's greatest shaper, Pavo, has made a breakthrough on a faraway planet, creating a new, more powerful plast called Echoplast. The player, a young shaper named Nevin, is stranded on the planet with his two friends when Pavo shoots their ship down. The Echoplast, having achieved sentience, gives Nevin a new Echoplast suit and tasks him with stopping Pavo from wiping out the entire human race. How boring uh, does that sound? That sounds ex- insanely boring. Like you would think reading it, you're like, okay, like, but this is, of- I but th- it, with it this, really this is 2003. Point. So yeah. I, it too, like <laughs> nowadays that's, that's, that's a, that's a thing that's been done a million times, but yeah. you know, to you, to give yourself your 2003 self credit there, Russ, at the right. time reading it, it would sound amazing. And unlike something you've really played, you know, oh, it did like at yeah. the time I was like, what's echo blast? Like what's going on? Who's yeah. Bravo? It was very dull, very, very... Oh, it was made by THQ. Oh, really? Yeah. I see... Oh, that's publisher, developer, Outrage Games. Oh, well, they published it. Whatever. Yeah. What else did Outrage Games make? Let me see. Uh, Probably nothing after Alter Echo. Uh, Descent 3, Alter Echo, and Rubutra. Oh, that's canceled. They only made two games. (laughs) (laughs) think that should tell you something and the game the other game they made was before alter echo so that was the last game they ever made yeah well i yeah yeah i, I get why mm-hmm. it's all coming together yeah but that was my like guilty pleasure game yeah oh you gotta have a guilty pleasure game yeah all right russ you ready i i think so something you had mentioned that you actually were prepared for tonight. Yes. Story time! Is story time, ladies and gentlemen? (laughs) The part of the show where we come together and tell a story in gaming. We get very nostalgic. As you can tell, this was a nostalgia episode, literally. Uh, we, we come together and tell a story in gaming. It's a, it's a segment that's been around for a long-ass time, and I thoroughly enjoy it. And Russell... For the first time, you're going to go first because you're ready and prepared and you were excited. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so 
couple of nights ago, and and I haven't played since, which should tell you something. No, I no, so, I'm so pissed off. Um, so I, I've I've been playing a lot of Valheim recently, mm-hmm. and I, I have been in the mountains for a minute. You know, because I've got I've got pretty much all the iron gear. Like I still need to get. I, I got fed up with this song. So I so I've gotten all the iron gear. I've upgraded every everything for the iron gear itself. I still need some iron for, you know, maybe some <clears throat> crafting equipment, but basically everything that that I can get out of the swamp, I've gotten out of the swamp and screw the swamp because Yeah, yeah, swamp is is hard, is rough. I also realized the other day I was using like I didn't realize that there were several upgrades to the bow. Oh, a shit ton. Like, more than anything else in the game, I think. Maybe the axe. I also think I had, like, a crude bow level one <sighs> for a long time until I got the, like, the huntsman's bow or something like that. That's the Ooh. iron. And I was like... Yeah, that's a big oh, jump yeah. for you, then. Yeah, I, I, ran, I went into the crafting, and I was like, I was talking to Claire and I, and I was like, you have got to be kidding me. I could have had a better bow this the whole time. Time. I didn't realize it until after I had already been to the swamp a couple of times. You poor thing. That makes, yeah, I can imagine your swamp experience then if that's what you had going on. Well, and I just, at night, the swamp sucks. Oh, yeah. Sucks so bad. Um, Because everything sees you, and you've got, like, all these spawners all over the place. And like skeletons next to Duragar, and they spawn. Like I got the the thing that really got me fed up with the swamp is <clears throat> there were two Duragar spawners and a mm-hmm. skeleton spawner. I had destroyed one Duragar spawner, <clears throat> and I went over and I killed the Duragar that was over the Duragar, but it kept spawning archers. <laughs> yes, which hurt a lot. From both the Duragar and the skeleton one that was still left. So there were just a bunch of archers. And I was like, you know what? Screw this. Because it consumes so much of your stamina. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and it's just, it's ridiculous. I, I, I do love that you can parry them. But it's really hard, like, especially when you're, like, moving up on them to parry. Yeah, the, right the, the timing is very hard to get. So, so I was like, screw the swamp. And I was also, I was also trying to harvest some gluck. And like I that kept cluck cluck three thousand, yeah. And and you're just you're always in the water, and it's always irritating. And you're and it was just so I was like, f f this place, f this place. I've got enough iron to where I can upgrade the rest of my stuff, and I'm just gonna go silver. And then when I get my silver stuff upgraded, then I can come back and just smash everything that's in here. Yes. <laughs> just a, a therapeutic destruction right. fest. <clears throat> So so I've been I've been in the mountains for a while. I I happen I think I accidentally stole a wishbone from somebody because I was just out exploring and I came across this house. Fucker. And I went into a house and I was like, uh, it was empty except for a couple of chests. But I thought it was just like one of the ruins. It's probably clear nights, so don't worry about it. It, it wasn't. It was. Oh, Adavari. No, no. Redo. It was somebody who didn't have like a. It wasn't their typical name that they would use like on Discord or. Twitch. Oh, got you. Because <clears throat> it was like Utgar, Utgar or something. Oh, like Mitchy, that's Mitchy's. Yeah. Mitchy, hey Mitchy, I'm sorry, I stole your wishbone. Uh, <laughs> he probably has no idea. If you need it, <clears throat> let me know. I'll give it back. Um, 
it's safe. Um, well, actually, right now it's it's currently on my dead body, which leads me to the story. Mm. So, so I go to the mountains. I I mined out one my, mountain of silver, but you know you need a lot of silver. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and so, so I've moved. I had moved on to the next mountain. It happened to be dark. I got ambushed by a one star wolf and then a regular wolf. And you know, I've been able to handle myself pretty well. Mm-hmm. These wolves came up and just like, I mean, tore me to shreds quick. Like I was like, I, I I mean, I'm up to the point to where I have like tons of sausage. I'm usually carrying sausage, deer stew, and then like a muck shake or an onion soup. You know, oh yeah. So, so I just stamina up the wazoo. You know? Oh yeah. And, 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 but they just, they would come in behind me and then the one guy, I, th- I thought I was doing pretty well. And then just like, all my health is gone. And I'm like, <clears throat> also at the time, I think I had like missed a meal or something like that. You know how sometimes you're not really paying attention and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. and you could, you could eat another bite. Yeah. And so, so of course that's when they choose to attack me and I'm running low. So it's like, you know, it was like crap. Luckily. Well, cause whenever you go to the mountains, you get cold damage. Oh yeah. But luckily, I had a locks cape that Clear and I had given me. Mm-hmm. Um, because up until then, I had finally gotten wolf armor, so that's what I was wearing, and then my troll cape. So I had the locks cape, so I could like run naked and try and go grab my stuff. You know, I had eaten, but I was naked, just wearing the locks cape, so I didn't take cold damage, and I was just gonna book just it. Cool. My stuff, Give me my it. stuff. <clears throat> I'm like five feet away. From grabbing my stuff in the mountains, naked except for the lockscape, and the wolves come up and just <laughs> kill me immediately. <laughs> Dude, they're so like, fast. They don't. You can't hear them until they're like there. No. Um. Well, also, I didn't have the sound on. I was. Just, oh, I was well then. Yeah. Yeah. Me. Can't help you there. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, "F this!" Like I don't go back here like i've got i've got a i've got a like a home in the mountains so i i really don't have that far like to run to get to where my dead body is mm-hmm. it's just such a pain and it just made me so mad like i was like i'm done <laughs> i'm done for the night yeah i think we're good <laughs> so i might try and make a run tonight but that that was my story is just my frustration over having lost all of my all my goodies Oh, Ross. No, it's very yeah, sad. it happens to all of us. I had, like, I'll, I will tell a Valheim story too, I guess. I, I, that's not what I was going to tell, but uh, along the lines of what you said, I, I guess I'll tell a story too. So, um, when the update happened to Valheim, right? And everyone started jumping back into it. Uh, Clear Knight reset up the server. You know, we had our private server going on, which again, if you guys are out there wanting to play Valheim, hit us up. We have a, we have our own private server, a uh, ton of fun over there. Um, but so I was going to start fresh, right? I was like, yeah, we'll start fresh. This will be fun. New server, new me. Right. And I did it for about eight minutes and I went, fuck this noise. Like I've already done this. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, I'm going to go. Cause the cool thing with Valheim, right. Is you can log into any server with your character and whatever's in inventory you just have. So I'm like, sweet. I'm going to go to our old server, load up my inventory with everything I had there and just jump back and forth. 
So I asked ClearNight for the files to the original server. He sent it over to me. I got it all set up. I logged in. And for some reason, there was an issue where it was a very early version of the server. So the original Fudia existed, but where I had created my really awesome base way out there with Cheesy had built that huge storage facility. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Well, so the last place my character had been logged in was there and the server recognized that, but the version was old. So I log in and I'm standing in the middle of a Draugr village that I had cleared out to build my base. (laughs) So I'm in a spot that my base was at, but my base isn't there. So immediately I get just wrecked by like 20 of these droggers, right? And it respawns me at my bed at old Fudia. We hadn't explored up that far yet. So I am an ocean away from all of my stuff. (laughs) And I'm like, God damn, I jumped over real quick to just grab a couple things and jump back over. And I just lost everything I had. So, uh, so I run around and I'm like, all right, this is an old version of the server. So no one cares. So I went to clear night's house, stole everything he had to build a boat. And (laughs) I am absolutely naked. Just slowly making my way up the coastline. I wait till the wind hits just right. So I can cross the ocean. So serpents didn't get me right. I'm naked with serpents chasing the boat. You know, I'm trying to outrun them. I finally get over to where, where that village is. And I, I sprint straight through full speed, right? Get to my gear, just enough to grab a bow and some arrows and run out the other side as everything's chasing. And I spent a good 35 minutes just circling the outside of the village. Just until like enough had died that I could creep up and get all my armor and gear and then run over and kill all the spawners and then kill the last remaining dudes and then get on the boat, row all the way back across the ocean to then get the stuff I wanted to get. And then I had clear night log into the actual version he was supposed to send me so I could get the stuff and then log back and forth and bring it over. So eventually I got everything. But what was going to be a two minute, I'm going to log in, grab what I need and go, turned into an hour and a half adventure of me being naked. Yeah, I, that, that's kind of there because when I first went to the swamp and yeah. I died. Oh, yeah. And then I, I went back to go and claim your boat. And then you died. died. My boat and your boat. Your boat. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, dude. I think it was, I, I was able to grab Claire Knight's boat though, and get down there, rebuild your boat. And my, I think, I think I rebuilt mine too. And then just I built a portal there. So I could just go back and forth. Yeah. <clears throat> I tell you the portal. Now I've got it set up. I've got so much stuff for portals. Oh yeah. dude. For, like, I've always got, carried I, a few. I've got warthogs coming out the wazoo or boar. Mm-hmm. I've got and like I've got tons of food and tons of resources. I've started planting and farming, dude. I can't wait for you to see. I've built this huge longhouse. I've got a dock set up with my long ship there. Yes, I, I've I've progressed quite quite a bit. Good, I'm glad, but, dude. I can't wait to see it. It's it, I, it's still a work in progress, as it always will be. Yeah, it took me 
forever oh, to yeah. build that longhouse. It was dude, roofs are no joke. Roofs are no joke. We'll see. Like it, it's just it, it's rafters. Mm-hmm. As far as the eye can see. Like I, I can't wait for you to see it. I I'll I are you you know, we'll have to get on this weekend sometime and I'll Oh absolutely run you through everything because it's got some pretty cool stuff in it that I'm excited. I need the tour. Yeah. The full yeah. tour. It's, it's still not finished. Like I want to put a tower on the backside that's gonna be like my residence. Yeah. yeah I've yeah. said to where like if new people come in, I've got like six beds in the longhouse mm-hmm. that people can like use. Which is perfect because um, you're like at the bottom of the hill from where everyone spawns in, right? Yeah. 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 That's just, perfect. Just like across like that little river mm-hmm. borders. And then I built a bridge. So like to my crooked house. Oh yeah. yeah. Like a trail and a, because I was going back and forth with brass. Um, now I don't have to worry about that so much. So I don't really use it too. I don't use, I haven't used crooked house in a long time, especially since I built the long house. I like moved everything over. Oh yeah. There's no reason. Oh yeah. Storage space and, stuff like that hell yeah yeah i'll check that out uh well before we get out of here i just i do want to briefly mention uh as of recording tomorrow night was going to be um my i was putting together with the i did a destiny destiny 2 raid marathon that worked really well i think i think i talked about it so there was a lot of interest in people begging to do destiny one raids and so i put that together um but the a struggle that a lot of people didn't foresee was one uh, realizing they no longer had their console that had Destiny One on it, and two a lot of people that still play on that console going, well I have to uninstall stuff in order to uninstall Destiny One and trying to figure out like what to get rid of to do this for the event. Um, sure. So basically, there's interest. There's just not the time to do it tomorrow night, which is when it was going to be. So um, so next Saturday. Uh, the 23rd of October will be the new date for this event. Gives uh, gives another week for everyone to actually do the stuff that they didn't realize they were going to have to do, which was awesome. So there's still slots available. If that's something you're interested in, jumping into Vault, OG Vault of Glass, Crota's End, King's Fall, and Wrath of the Machine from Destiny 1, and racing against everyone else to try to get through those as fast as you can. Uh, the Destiny 2 one worked so much better than I thought it would. It was a shit ton of fun. Everyone had a blast. The The commentary was great. The gameplay was wonderful. <laughs> Listening to six people go back and forth at each other while they're in a race was super fun. Um, yeah. So that's something you're interested in. Please hit me up at the info I will give at the end of the podcast here. But um, there we go. Uh, Russell, where the hell can people find you? Um, so you can find me on Twitch, not Twitch, Twitter at Jackal72590. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. It is at DRJX. That's J-E-X 7250. Well, let me check this. No, that's right. <laughs> you did it. <clears throat> and then, of course, you can find me on the Discord at Jekyll7250. Um I'm usually lurking in D and D type stuff, or you know, just various things. Um, yeah. Did you like my comment to everyone in the D and D channel there? Yeah, the one where you told them that somebody else can DM. 
Well, yeah, so someone, yeah, so I don't think any of them listened, but it was I had a, I've been having a really fun time, Russ, the whole time when you were like, I don't know if I can DM tonight, and they would be like, oh, that sucks, and I'd come and be like, hey, you know, any of you guys could just run a game, that'd be fine, and then no one ever did. Um, but I had a really fun time when someone was like, man, I just miss our games and talking all the time. <laughs> like, I was like, literally yeah. any one of you could step up and be a DM and host a game easily. <laughs> and then nothing after that. <laughs> well, I think David commented and he was like, Hey, and then I think Buster jumped in there. Yeah. But nothing ever happened from either of those either. So <laughs> But yeah, we'll see. But it was fun. It's been my own fun little game is when everyone sounds like, oh, man, we're not playing is to go. Hey, you still could just do it. I've been trying to get them to host one so you can play in it, Russ. I've been I've been out there working for you. It's OK. I've been playing with Nick and Matt. Oh, that's right. The Pathfinder game, right? Yes, which is a lot of fun. Good. Hell yeah, I, I have had a lot of fun. I've been playing a, a uh, uh, he's a tiefling, uh, but in, the tieflings work different in Pathfinder. They're like, uh, starts with an L. Llamas? No. Lustrious? Maybe. Uh, no, they <laughs> are, um, lineage? Yeah, lineage. They're a lineage, and so, like, he is a half-orc tiefling. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, an orc tiefling or something like that. Uh, anyway, so he's just massive and big, and I've played him a lot like the Red Guardian from Black Widow. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's very, you know, he's kind of full of himself a little bit. And like tells all these stories, and like I will occasionally, I'll be like, "Yeah, I fought this guy with a shield once, and then I stole it from him, I bashed him over the head with it." And, you know, so I, I just throw out this stuff. Like he, the the other day, our plan was I was going to pretend like I was drunk and go and cause a distraction so that the two rogues could do a thing and get into yeah. the way. Oh, I forgot, and therefore so did the character that I was supposed to fake being drunk. <laughs> So I went and got some straight up turnip turpentine, um, and drank that and got super drunk. And I caused a distraction though because I started running naked through the streets trying to fight people. And like, I think I challenged somebody to like a race or something like that. It was very funny. That's so awesome. That's Sorry, I got distracted. No, that's fine. Uh, random random D&D update for you as well, then, actually. Um, you know, we're working through that Carbon 2185, um, that, like, cyberpunky futuristic RPG in our D&D group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this last week was super exciting. So my guy, I've built him up to just be a melee powerhouse. I mean, just, like, with his fists. I've got some, like, racials that let me, like, you know, do more damage with my fists and whatnot. And I discovered there was, uh, so there's these, um, um, like additions you can get to your body, like, you know, change stuff out for machine stuff, cyberpunk, ah. right? So I've been working my way up, saving money, uh, getting influence, right. So that I can, I can eventually get this thing. So this, this last week ended with me, 
So my left arm has been replaced with, uh, basically it's basically my left arm is a, is a crane with like a fucking ball at the end. (laughs) Uh, here, here it is. The bulldozer MK two as a bonus action. You can switch your hand with a small wrecking ball. This can be used as a melee weapon. So basically, so I'm punching, right? But I can also, with my other arm now, I, I can do 2d8 plus four bludgeoning punching damage. Nice. <laughs> and with this ball, it also allows me to, uh, to break through walls. So like, you know, if we're ever in a scenario where like, fuck, there's nobody to get out of here. I can go, I got this and just start swinging my arm and breaking through walls. <laughs> You're juggernaut. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But just one arm. So I'm pretty excited. So yeah, that was a, that was a good time. So yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we got distracted there and I loved it. Uh, thank you all for joining us for episode 109 of just some guards. We do the show. We are live. That's twitch.tv slash just some guardians. Friday nights at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, go to the website, justsomeguardians.com. Embedded there is the YouTube, the audio feed, the Twitch, all that stuff. You know, go check it out. It's a great place. Or you can email us, justsomeguardians.gmail.com with questions or some fatty sponsorships you have for us. So we're like, hey, Jeff Bezos wants to give you a billion dollars to say Amazon three times in your episode. That's fine. We'll accept that. Right? You down with that? Yeah, I'd be cool with that. Uh, as for myself, I'm Elmer Fudd. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all those places at Elmer Fudd Games. Double M. Double D. Uh, and as of this last week, uh, this will be bi-weekly. I am a co-host on Broadcast with a capital B-R. It's an Apex Legends podcast. Um, that's, you know, bi-weekly and well, yeah, yeah. So they record earlier in the week and stuff. So I was like, yeah, that's a night I have free. I could do that. So yeah, check that out. Yeah, I know. Let me go. (laughs) So yeah, it's a game I'm having a really fun time in and I've been playing it off and on since it came out and the opportunity popped up and I said, you know what? Let's go for it. Let's do this. Yeah. Uh, Russell. Yeah. Take us out. Join us next week on Just Some Guardians for mutual chaos and utter incompetency. Oh, yes. That's hot, dude. You're so good at that. Practice. I do it in the mirror. Yeah. 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 I do it a lot. When I look at myself in the morning, I'm like, God, you just look like you look like mutual chaos. Or mostly it's just utter incompetency. I do. I'm like, God, dude, you are just a pile of utter incompetency.